Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? I am Michelle. That's right. We're here to talk about another new release uh, from Shudder, the uh, the best uh, horror and weird movie streaming service available out there. If you're not a Shudder subscriber and you like horror movies and weird movies, then you're 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 fucking up. Uh, pardon my language, but get on it. It's like six <laughs> bucks a month. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, this week, uh, the new, uh, as we do here on, on, uh, we watch Shudder, uh, we talk about the Shudder original and exclusive releases, uh, things that you can only get through Shudder. And this week, the release is an animated film called The Spine of Night. Uh, just gonna read you the description right straight off the service. It says... This violent fantasy horror epic about the history of a land that never was begins when an ambitious young man steals forbidden knowledge from a sacred plant. Ooh, drug themes. He falls to its darker temptations and in so doing unleashes ages of suffering onto mankind. As his power grows over the years, it falls to people of different ilk and culture to attempt to stop him. Among those who stand against him are a daring tomb robber, star-crossed lovers, a maniacal necromancer, winged assassins, and an undying guardian. A Shudder exclusive. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty incredible list of things involved in this movie right at the end there. Michelle, hit us with your spoiler-free thoughts up front here. All right. So, spoiler-free thoughts. I loved this movie. And I am not surprised I love this movie because I like anything that I have not seen before and I don't see very often. And in this case, it was a beautiful animated horror film. I love the old movie Heavy Metal. Uh, the Last Unicorn is one of my favorite movies. And seeing that kind of animation style created in 2022, I loved it so much. Uh, I have to, uh, uh, I agree uh, somewhat. I, I don't think I'm quite as over the moon about it uh, as you are. I did think it was a beautiful film, and it was so cool to see uh, this. For for those of you who aren't aware, this is a rotoscoped animation. Uh, the backgrounds, of course, are beautiful paintings, but then if you don't know what rotoscope is, that's where they actually film people carrying out the actions, and the way they do the animation then is they lay the animation cell over that, filmed footage and they trace lines based on the actual people's movements and it creates this uh sort of eerily hyper realistic cell animation anyway it's super cool uh you see in it in movies like michelle mentioned uh um heavy metal uh she also mentioned uh, the last unicorn which is fantastic yeah. anything ralph back she did is pretty much all rotoscoped uh there's a movie called um well, he did the Lord, the first animated Lord of the Rings film, uh, but also a movie <laughs> called Wizards that I love. Super fun animated film. Yes, I really enjoyed this one. Um, when it comes down right to it, uh, it's not one that I'm going to be rushing to watch over and over, I think, but I definitely had a good time checking it out, and I feel like most people who enjoy cool, weird animation and also savage, bloody violence and gore, if you like Conan the Barbarian, the unedited version, this movie is going <laughs> to be for you. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half out of five skulls. I am going to go four and a half. Four and a half, man. You really did love I, this movie. The thing is, I when we get into the spoiler version i will talk about where it had its downfalls but sure. that first 45 minutes i was 
in love with this film. Right on, right on. All right, guys. So as, as we do here, um, I talk about it like we've been doing this forever. It's episode two. <laughs> anyway, so if you haven't seen the movie yet and you want to see it without any spoilers, this is where you're going to want to stop listening for now. Go watch the movie and then you can come back and listen to the rest of this and, and hear what we thought about things in more detail because uh, that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, Michelle, hit us. Give us mm -hmm. some thoughts here. Okay, so first off, everything Patton Oswalt does is magical, and that man can do no wrong. He was and fantastic hearing him, here. Hearing him doing a non-comedic role and being just straight-up villain, I, I loved it. I loved it so much. He was <laughs> creepy as hell. Yes. Oh, my God. Yep, yep, and I think that's partially why I loved it. Then you have uh, Princess Xena uh, doing the main voice, uh, Lucy Lawless. Oh, yeah, Xena Warrior and Princess was Xena, the, the voice yeah, of, Xena the, of the Princess. main character in the film. Yep, yep, and she is a huge environmental activist, and this movie had a huge message about uh, relationships with the Earth and how we are harming the Earth and how you know human beings think they're superior and so her playing that role was great and then we have the animation style which i just like things that you can't really see and that gore oh it was I, so cool oh my i don't feel uncomfortable very often when uh the i forgot his name but pat oswald's character is revealed as what happened to him after uh he messed with xena then it was so gross oh, and yeah. i was like this is like it made my skin crawl, and I loved it. I yeah. loved it so much. I mean, as long as we're digging into the complete spoiler version here, what Michelle is talking about yeah. is this lady <laughs> lights his face on fire with magic <laughs> flames, and then they show you just his burned, scarred, mangled Freddy Krueger face, and the way it's drawn. Like, part of what I love about <laughs> it is it is very much this old-school very basic rudimentary yes. uh, uh yep. cell style animation but th it does like <laughs> that gives them the ability to use some nice cool color pops in the gore mm -hmm. and they they just go for insane like this is an insanely violent gory movie this is uh, like i mentioned earlier conan <laughs> the barbarian taken to the nth degree uh, the guys literally getting chopped in half and guts falling out blood yeah. there's there's literally a giant cloud of blood that flies through the movie at one point it's violent and brutal and messed up there are also if you're a person uh who enjoys uh sort of psychedelic experiences uh, of a variety mm -hmm. of kinds whether or not drug induced whatever you do is up to you uh, there are some crazy visual sequences in this film. Uh, some some wild, just kaleidoscopic, beautiful <laughs> moments that uh, I imagine would be incredibly fun to trip to if that was a thing you were you were prone to doing. Uh, I have uh, I've never done mushrooms, but I do have to say that I think that parts of this movie are what being on mushrooms feels like uh, like I, this is how i envision it <laughs> i am i am open to admitting that i have uh, experienced some <laughs> some psychedelics in my time including mushrooms i would mm -hmm. say um not in a literal sense but definitely in a metaphor like you're the psychological experience of it uh yeah okay. it gets pretty wild and this was really cool <laughs> and, and what it really is is 
the kind of things that will help trigger the pleasant elements of that sort of experience. Mm. So yeah, I mean, yeah. okay, let's just say it. If you <laughs> if you like psychedelics, uh, you know, take go on a trip and watch the Spine of Night. It's gonna be a good and time. And listen for to you. the music. Yep, the oh, music that was music really is really good. Put you in a good good zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I <laughs> I did start the movie, and my first impression of it is, <laughs> what is this? almost naked big titty woman doing walking through the snow and not freezing to death. But of course the yes, movie, the movie explains <laughs> entirely why she's not freezing to death. Ultimately she's this. Uh, and so I thought that was super cool. She ends up being like this multiple <laughs> millennia reborn, like God avatar. It was, it was wild. Um, There's just a lot of nudity in a non-sexual way. Yes, just like yes. everybody is naked. Also, and they're just like close up of the dick, cover it in blood. Uh, this lady's going to like get broken into a million pieces, but make sure you get that badge in that shot. Right. It's just a lot of nudity. Right. I do want to <laughs> point out that I think to at least a certain degree, uh, these were at least, and uh, again, it's animation, but I think these were, uh, somewhat more realistic body types than yes. you would see in a lot yep. of animation. Again, the lady, uh, the main lady, her uh, everything about her body is sort of standard, uh, you know, average real life woman. Except her her breasts are still impossibly round and and elevated. Yes. It, it's so I, but I know that, that is definitely a throwback to those really exploitational uh, sort of not sleazy, but definitely that sort of. Uh, fantasy things like heavy metal and artists mm -hmm. like like Frank Frazetta and Boris Vallejo and that sort of thing. It's certainly a throwback to those ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, I uh, now where where the movie did ultimately have some shortcomings for me and why I say I probably won't be going back to watch it over and over again is frankly I did find the story not boring but just like. I don't know, I, I never was, like, super drawn into everything that was going... Like, I didn't have any personal connections with any of the characters. It's plot-driven to the nth degree. Uh, and because of that, uh, like, there's not really... I, I felt a lot of, of resonance for it for me. You mentioned uh, recognizing some themes of, uh, of environmental impact. I guess I didn't pick up on that mm -hmm. so much, but it may be that I just... Uh, was not in the right headspace for it. I was probably carried away with all the gore that was happening. Uh, but talk about that a little bit. I find that really interesting. I'd love to hear more. Yeah, so um, I had gotten a lot of uh, tones that it felt kind of like this man coming in and taking on the land. And, of course, they don't remember anybody's name because they are fantasy names and they're made yeah, up. Yeah, they're real weird. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but Patton Oswald, Oswald's character is making, like, this big show of conquering land and destroying this woman's swamp. And it felt a lot like a native American situation of how we've just destroyed their land. And I really picked that up with this like woman being so close to nature and being so close to the swamp and everything. And then after I got done with the movie, um, I was like, what did I just watch? I love that so much. And I went and, read about it and it confirmed that there was a lot of environmental messaging so i was like that's really cool that that's what part of it was and that's why lucy lawless felt drawn to the role sure and and uh to be totally honest with you now that you mention it uh when you when you say it explicitly like that it becomes like yeah that it feels a little bit more obvious now and i feel kind of maybe silly <laughs> that i didn't quite pick up it, it definitely has um 
well, frankly, kind of a Fern Gully kind of vibe in its own way. Yes, uh, yes, uh, it does. It's, uh, <laughs> and that just kind of hit me here now. Yeah, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, again, it's savagely violent and gory <laughs> uh, and a lot of things that Fern Gully definitely was not. But yeah, that it idea of, uh, of, uh, <laughs> of, you know, important things being destroyed. I, there is a mm-hmm. moment early on in the in the first portion this movie is presented in it's sort of an anthology in the sense that there mm-hmm. are definitely distinct chapters but they're not entirely disconnected it's more of a saga where each chapter yeah. is like a, a portion of of a greater longer story there just happens to be big gaps of time between the chapters um but in the first portion uh when uh the character uh mongrel uh, who also has some short films about him. We'll talk about those in a minute. Uh, when the character Mongrel is taking uh, the the lead, uh, the Xena Warrior Princess character to the <laughs> Patton Oswalt character, when they get to the city that he's building, he goes off on this short little tirade about civilization. Uh, and I don't remember exactly everything he says, except the last line is, and the only smell on the wind is human shit. <laughs> and I, I was it's it's the, he clearly hates everything about his boss and what his boss stands for and what his boss is doing. But he's also a complete mercenary sellout who doesn't care about anything else either. Yes. Before we move on to talking about the short films, um, I do want to say that, like you mentioned, it is kind of a multiple chapters. So yes. the first chapter is very much about Pat Oswald versus Xena warrior princess (laughs) um the second one is where I I really loved it was a story about a town um or a city and there are scholars keeping knowledge to their themselves and they don't feel like it should be shared with the general public and I was really into that that was probably my favorite of the chapters overall yes exactly and then the third one I just that's where I kind of fell off a little bit where I was like, mm, okay, I love the first yeah. two and that's why it doesn't get solid five from me. And I did finish the movie and go back and rewatch it again just to see if like maybe I was distracted and not like because I loved it so much. Oh, yeah. And then the last half hour, I just I didn't connect with it as much. And I think it didn't have like the big themes that I had kind of recognized in the first and second chapter. Sure. Um, so the first hour is like incredible. And then. I could just turn it off once the guy gets all the powers and kills everybody. Right. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I I did like that second chapter for a lot of the same reasons you did. Um, Mm -hmm. I also really enjoyed the, the bit where they go back and explain the, the overarching mythology behind the bloom, the flower that uh, is the centerpiece. Uh, I, I thought it had like, uh, like vibes of, uh, uh, what am I thinking of? The celestials from the Marvel universe. Uh, the, oh, the 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 giant the space re- or, yeah no, from sorry. Eternals yeah yeah, yeah the Celestials yeah. like uh, like uh, uh, the Judge the, what's his name Ashram the uh, Arashem <laughs> the Judge and uh, and all of that uh, and I, I enjoyed the style uh, the slight style variation of that compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the film I thought that was super cool uh, to have that little aside but uh, yeah let me ask you uh, did you feel like mm-hmm. even at 90 minutes it felt overly long a little bit like this could have maybe been an hour yes exactly because I think at the hour it was the first two and I loved them <laughs> the most so I mean I, can see that. I, I 
think that they did need to wrap it up, you know, so they did have to add something. They couldn't just end with like, this guy's powerful and Xena's sure. naked talking to some guy in the snow. Like that would be a weird way to stop it. I um, did... But I, I didn't like the way it wrapped I, up. I, I did very much like the very, very last beat where this lady, her whole crusade here in over the course of the movie has been to ensure the plant is gone. To, to mm-hmm. get there and make sure this last one is gone. And then she she defeats the bad guy uh, in the battle where all the, the chain of guardians uh, rise up as zombie guardians and fight everybody. And then she dies and everybody dies. <laughs> and then there's just a rain of spores falling everywhere. Yep. And uh, it makes you wonder, yeah. which is a worse scenario? A world... <laughs> where this powerful plant is very, very rare and people slaughter and murder each other over it, or a world where this super powerful plant is everywhere. You know, what's like, Ooh. I think it's an interest. I thought it was an interesting finish for, for the film overall. Yep. Yeah, I, I loved it. It was very ominous. Sure. Brought things back together. So yeah. we did mention uh, some short films. Uh, the There's the company Gorgonaut uh, that put this together. Morgan Galen King is the name of the fellow behind that company. Uh, and he actually made uh, some short films uh, that he put on YouTube, and I feel terrible because I've just completely forgotten what the name of the one is. Exordium. Exordium, yes. E-X-O-R-D-I-U-M. Exordium. You have won the spelling bee. Good job. You look that up on YouTube. It's a short film, also rotoscope animation style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, sort of a prequel story. It's just a little eight-minute film that this same fella made. Oh, my gosh, sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I can't hear them. Oh, so well, I, it'll be like on that. my side of the recording for okay. sure. <laughs> Uh, and so that's a cool little thing. Nice thing about that is I can confirm it spoils absolutely nothing about the film itself. Mm-hmm. So I recommend just go watch that eight-minute short film before you go watch the movie. It's an extra eight minutes tacked on, and it's super cool. I also if mentioned. You like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I was just gonna say if you like that, it will give you a good indication of whether you will like. Yes, the movie. I loved the little short. Film. Yeah, it was super. Like that cool. was just a perfect little bite-sized thing. It's also really nice in the sense that like it's eight minutes, and I was immediately like, oh, I want more of this, right? I want yes, more of this now. Yes, it made me now. so excited for the movie. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, I, okay. I mentioned that character Mongrel, who's a part of the the first big chapter of, of the film. Uh, there are also a couple of shorts uh, that he made about that character that are available on his YouTube channel. If you find Exordium and then you go to his channel, they're there in his video list. And those are super fun, too. They're, uh, at least one of them, I believe both of them, are actually more of a flash animation than rotoscoped. But they're still super cool and definitely give you some background uh, that you might be interested in and also just shows you kind of the development of, uh, of these folks' style going into this movie. So, Michelle. Yes. Closing thoughts on the spine <laughs> uh, of closing night. Closing thoughts. I loved it. Um, I did love... If I was going to compare the two. I loved the YouTube video more, though. Even so, like, I, I loved that little eight-minute video so much. It made me so excited for the movie, and I think that's partially why I loved it. It really prepped me for, like... This is going to be perfect for me. And my closing thoughts will be a quote from Exordium, Ooh. a little eight-minute film, which is, what is man? Nothing. 
So that's the spine of night, guys. I came in three and a half. Michelle came in four and a half. That brings us down on a flat average four out of five skulls. And that's not too bad. We, I think we both strongly recommend you go check this one out at least once. Some of you, are, yes. all of you are going to have a good time. Some of you are going to have a movie that you're going to want to check out more than once. Some of you are going to have a movie where you're going to be like, I need to go call my dealer and watch this movie again. It just, <laughs> it is what it is. Very much again in the tradition of movies like Heavy Metal and Wizards uh, and Ralph Bakshi made a movie called Fire and Ice, which is like an animated Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonja. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's super cool. Michelle. Yes. We made it through number two. We did, and number two, it smells like shit on the wind. Uh, as Call back. Oh, bringing it back. That's right how we on. close all the shows. For sure. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up for now. We'll be back again next week with another title. What's it going to be? I mean, we already know, but we're not going to tell you. You're just going to have to wait. So thanks for yep. listening. Say goodbye, Michelle. Goodbye, Michelle. Ah, later, everybody. Uh, never gets old. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>